Okay, I want you guys to know that I <laughs> had started recording and the episode got lost. <laughs> Literally, by episode, you're gone. <laughs> so this is me re-recording because I am dedicated to our time together. Welcome back to After Hours with Amanda. Should I change the name of the podcast and just call it 30-something? I'm this close to calling it 30 something because I feel as though we talk about so many things and it definitely is on the parenting spectrum for sure. But we talk about so much stuff that I just feel like it's like 30 something. But then would only people think who they were for 30 year olds? Also, why does everyone think your life ends at 30? I've been sharing lately like fun things about being 30 and the amount of people who are like, oh my gosh, this makes me so happy that life doesn't end at 30. I'm like, what? No. Being 30 is badass. I, I'm 36. I turned 37 this year. I'm psyched for 40. I heard it gets even better. One of my friends called it 40 and fearless. Sign me up. It sounds like a movie trailer. But um, on the side note, y'all, I would love to upload a video this week of us sitting and chatting together. Hold on one second. I'm going to take a drink. But the amount of just anxiety that I get doing the video podcast to find the quiet space, to find the time, kept me from uploading one the last two weeks. So we are not letting week three go by without a new podcast. That is not happening to us. That is not she. That is not who we are this week. We're getting into it. Okay. We're getting into it. And it has been a wild week. Okay. It's been wild. I got fake nails on. I feel like I cheated on the nail lady that I was with, if truth be told. I finally get into the seat. I call her nail artist because Brandy is a nail artist. Okay. She's amazing. She's a cool human. She's so cool. And so I finally get in. You know, she opens up her books. I don't have acrylics on at the time. And I'm like, I'm going to grow my nails out. I'm going to do this hard gel thing. I'm going to have my own long nails and they're going to be mine. And I'm going to be just so cool. And that's going to work. And my patience is not going to wear out. Um, and I love Brandy. Like I would seriously, I just met her two months ago and I would like be friends with her and hang out with her. She's cool. Okay. And I love talking with her. So I didn't really want to get acrylics on, but then this week I started hyper-focusing because my bestie has been getting her nails done. And she asked me to send her some photos of the, some nails that I had done previously. And I was like, all right, totally. I'll do that. You guys, I started to hyper-focus that I wanted long nails and I could not wait. What would be four to five months for my own nails to grow out? This would take forever. And then what if one of them breaks after all that? Then I got to go get an acrylic anyways. So what's the point? So I hyper-fixated. I went, I got my acrylics on, which I was so happy because my nail lady, Lynn, happened to be there that morning. And Cindy, the manager, when I walked in was like, Amanda, where have you been? And I was like, lady, I had surgery. I didn't say butthole surgery. God knows she would have literally passed out. I didn't want to embarrass her. But Lynn and I caught up for like an hour and a half and she's been like up to it, doing things, went to Vietnam to visit her family for a month. Like it was so great. And she was so sweet. And um, I feel like I cheated on the other nail lady though. And I've really got to text her. I have an appointment coming up in three weeks. And here's the thing. She has like a waiting list on a waiting list, right? So she'll replace me, but I just feel bad because I wanted to be that person that could wait. I did, but I, I don't have it in me. So I accepted myself for who I was and went and got fake nails on again. So we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> but, um, before this, I was eating my harvest snaps, like the tomato basil ones. And I could hear myself chewing in this mic. And I thought to myself, is this what I actually sound like chewing? Because that is just not okay that people have to listen to that around me. Okay. And then I started thinking of the ASMR people, you know, who are like, I cannot, I cannot even imitate that without getting angry. Like, 
there are friends of mine who absolutely love ASMR. Like it is calming to them. It makes me feel violent. <laughs> I want to be like, knock it off. Like, like a, like a gal from Brooklyn, like knock it off. You're so loud. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's like New Hampshire or something, but I just can't stand it. I can't stand the noise. I cannot stand. It's not relaxing. I think it is absolutely a zero out of 10 for me. Um, no shade to anyone that loves it because I have friends that do, but I cannot. It's not for me. Definitely not for me. Um, but it has been a wild week, I'll say, because not just because the podcast episode completely deleted, which boo, but my inner voice has really been trying to play the comparison game, the comparison trap. <sighs> she is just rude this week. I've had to start a fight with her a couple times and like shove her back in her dark hole because she's trying to like place value on things that I know absolutely don't matter. So if you are struggling with that, I hear you. Oh my gosh, do I hear you this week? Like, on every level of comparison, you're not good enough. You're this, you're that. Because here's the thing when you're a content creator, you know, I don't talk about it a lot because people, when I talk about content creation or if I share in any way, any type of struggle, they're like, you self indulgent a hole. And I get that it is such a special position to be in. And I am so incredibly grateful to our community and honored every day that I have anything of value to bring to the table. But I literally tripped into it. And so, I shared this week a little backstory while I was getting ready about, you know, working outside the home. I've worked outside the home. I worked a remote full-time management position at inside the home, like remotely before that was even a thing before 2020. And then I was fired in 2020 and lost my job. And that was how I fell into this. So literally the support that y'all have, the, the following along and the listening to the podcast and even simply viewing content, like it created a career for me in this season. And however long that lasts, I'm incredibly grateful and indebted to our whole community, right? But I tripped into it. I didn't go out thinking it. And let me just give you like a real realization of it. It's like trying to be an actress in Los Angeles. And here's what I mean by trying to be a an actress in Los Angeles. And this is no shade on myself or me trying to be rude. But when you joke about being an actress in LA, everyone's like, oh, everybody wants to be an actress in LA. Everybody wants to be a content creator and they're a dime a dozen. You can always fit, find one that fits your bill, right? And so when a brand comes and they're looking, you get pitched to brands. And everyone's like, don't talk about that. It's bad. It's bad um, form to talk about. Well, I'm just going to tell you how it goes. You get pitched to brands like you get pitched at an audition. Hey, here's Amanda. Here's her media kit. Here's her photos. Here's what she does. Here's a little synopsis. Here's some things she's done. Here's links to her um, campaigns she's done before, Right. And brands will be like, we love her. Let's do it. And some brands will be like, we're passing. And then some brands will go into contract and you'll think it's going to work out and then it falls through. But you're an independent contractor, so you don't get paid unless you do things, right? So that's why when people are like, oh, thank you for clicking or whatever, like I will usually try and not do ads that are links because I know for who I am as a person, I'm not going to be like, really try these things, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm going to share what I'm doing and hope that it resonates with you. And if it benefits you, I want you to do it. But if it doesn't, is it? So that ROI return on investment is not necessarily high with me, which is fine. I understand that about myself. I have a like to know it, but with everything else going on, uploading things can be really difficult. I would love to get, you know, it's, 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 it's great to get all that done. I would love to get that all taken care of. So everything was always ready to go, but I'm just not on top of it. So when I do post stuff, I'm thrilled if someone loves it. And it's cool if I get like a kickback of like a dollar or $5 of it. Like every little, every penny counts. Okay. So I tell my girls, 
no amount is small. Okay. You're doing something, anything you contribute, you're contributing. Right. But the bottom line is that when you don't get a quote unquote audition, right. Or you don't get the call back, you don't get the job. So you don't get paid. And what a lot of people also don't know is that as a content creator, after you post the content, there then can be a 30 to 60 to 90 day wait period for payment. So, you, you know, we live by that motto of being smart with it, right? And not just being like, woo, I got paid. It's like, okay, yeah, but I might not get paid for another, you know, however long. And oh, this is when the next payment is. So I need to map stuff out to be smart, to be efficient with that, right? But then you take into account like, health and things like that. And you can't make allowances for things that go on your line that, you know, send your metrics down or stop you from posting. And so it's just kind of this like wild ride of things. And what happens a lot is in content creation, when you don't feel like you're doing it right, or you don't feel like you're busy or you're just getting turned down left and right, it makes you feel like you're just, you've lost your quote unquote touch. Right. And then what creeps in Comparison Katie. I'm sorry to anyone named Katie. It's just because it rhymes. Comparison Katie. Okay. And she comes in with her little attitude and her negative outlook and her just like negative self-talk. And then she brings in Julie jealousy. Okay. Trying to distract you. And then you are, you're distracted because you're feeling down on yourself. And so I always tell the Queens, look, there's nothing wrong with feeling sad frustrated or jealous. What you do with those emotions and how you get rid of them or express them, it matters. Because if Julie jealousy turns into a little gossipy, uh, if she turns into, oh yeah, well she exit. The emotion itself, we don't need to be mad at her. Okay. It's normal to feel emotions. But when you let her ride roughshod and be the literal baseline for, you know, today's edition of, no, we can't have that. We can't have that because, see, we as women need to do better. <laughs> I have the nastiest things that have ever been said of me about me have been said by women. The Reddit threads that are about me started by women. The gossiping un- women. And I have three tiny queens. And I'll tell you what, more is caught than taught. And I'm going to say it again. More is caught than taught. And it's this weird thing that I've literally tripped into lately where I discovered the term dink. It's double income, no kids. And I am here for whatever is going to bring your your joy to you, whether that is having children or not having children. I do not think that the world needs to have kids because I think that there is a desire that needs to be there that is really helpful. And I think that sometimes maybe you don't know that desire is there. So I always question people like, well, you know, I'm not an absolute. So I always tell the girls, never say never and never say always, right? Which is basically a double negative because I just said never say never. My dad's like, that doesn't make sense. If you tell the kids to never say never, you should never say to never say never. I'm like, okay. I love him so much. I really do. He calls me on my bullshit. Anyways, here's the thing. I stumbled into this lately and I had just recently posted this video about um, just a cool Friday night that I thought was lit, right? Kids, PJs at the bestie, showering off a self-tanner. And I really did not think a big deal about this. I thought this was not a big deal. I did not think this video was anything really riveting or groundbreaking. And it popped off. I think it's at like a 5.3 million views right now, which to me is absolutely shocking. 
Because I'm talking about a Friday night at the besties, which we do regularly. Like this happens all the time. This is just a casual Friday night. We cooked up a dinner. We ordered some crumble. We split the cost of everything. um, And it was great. And it was so encouraging because I had all these people that were like, oh my gosh, you make me less afraid of my 30s. And I'm like, less afraid of your 30s. I'm ready for 40. Okay. People are calling that 40 and fearless. Sign me up again. Sign me up for fearless. Okay. But then the comments started to roll in where people were like, this would be so great, but without kids. And here's the thing. Like you can share that you want to hang out with people on a Friday night and like sans kids. Absolutely. I do think sans kids. And if you don't want kids, cool, babe. Like it's all good. Like I am totally fine with that. But what it was, was this negative, like, oh, that sounds horrible. Ew, six kids. And I thought, damn, damn. Like if I walked up to you as a person who like didn't want kids and I was like, your life, and I know people do this. Okay. And it really frosts my cookies when people do this, when they're like, wow, your life must be so unfulfilled that you don't have children. And it's like in this pity, rude, patronizing tone. And you're like, why you got to be a dick? Like maybe, maybe there's a reason that people, maybe there's other things going on, right? Maybe there's a life experience that they don't want to have to like go through or have someone go through or they went through. Maybe there's, maybe there's a fertility issue. The amount of my friends that have been through that silently. But what was so terrible about it was it was all women. And I say this all the time because I have three little girls and I'm like, Queens, we are going to do better. We are not going to do this. But when will we stop fighting amongst ourselves? I mean, and it doesn't stop, right? It's the single to the married. Okay. The single to the married. Oh, are you... Oh, I love going out. You must suck not going out. Oh, you have to go out. Well, it must suck being lonely. Then it moves on to to once you're married, right? Then it moves on to kids. Oh, you don't have kids yet? Oh, I'm like, ladies, ladies, why? 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 It's 2023. And everyone wants to be out here all like lady this and lady that. But, but, but if we look, right? I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Mm. I'm asking. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but yeah. And here's the thing. I'm guilty of it too. Because what happens after you have kids, then it goes to the working mom versus the stay-at-home mom, right? Ooh. And that is a, oh God, that is a fiery fight. Okay. It is, it is one that occupies people. I mean, it just, it gets out of hand. Okay. And I've been on both sides. I have been a full-time working mom outside the home. I've been a full-time working mom remotely in the home. I've been a stay-at-home mom. And now I do content creation and stay at home. And most people are like, well, that doesn't count. And I'm like, well, I'm still doing stuff. Okay. And, and then there's just the stay-at-home mom, which that is also a J-O-B. Okay. But what is so frustrating to me is that it's literally just amongst ourselves. And here's the thing. Like I said, I'm guilty of it. And let me give you a perfect example. I was talking to my girlfriend about this this week. I posted that video, right? Okay, so I posted this other video. And this other video, hold on a second. This other video had come up where I was talking about the hyperfixation I had had and wanted to get my nails done and my period was on its way and I didn't know what my best friend called it before I did and I had anxiety diarrhea and I was just like really sharing in a fast funny way and this woman stitched this video and I had not seen the stitch I had been tagged in it several times and I just my rule of thumb 
on social media when I'm tagged and stuff. If I look at it and in the first three seconds, it looks like it's going one of two ways, we're not going to watch it. And here's why. I tell the tiny queens every day, what you put in your body, it matters because of the fuel you want. Fun fuel and good fuel, right? We don't shame food. Food is amoral in this household. I will go down with the ship on that. That is a hill I will die on. It's amoral. It's not good. It's not bad. Okay. What we do with our emotions and how we engage with food can be difficult, right? But again, not good or bad. Okay. Food is amoral. The same goes for what you put in your brain. The people you speak with, the conversations you have, the books you read, the movies you watch, the music you listen to, everything contributes to your mind and what you feed it. And it has that muscle memory, right? If you are constantly waking up and telling yourself, God, this day, oh, it's a Monday, it's a Monday, it's a Monday, it's a Monday, right? And here's the thing, we joke about it. We do. And I'm down for jokes, okay? I loved, I, when I was in corporate, Sunday scaries, I totally get it. I absolutely get it. But when you constantly start to view Sunday with the Sunday scaries, that becomes everything your body will feel because that's what you're telling your mind. You're telling your mind Sunday is awful, the Sunday scaries. You're making it that way the more you do it. And so it can be difficult, right? So it matters what we put in our brain. But finally, this girl tags me and she says, Amanda, do you want to comment? And I think to myself, okay, well, now, I, now I'm just curious as all heck. I got to go watch it. So it was a stitch, and it was this woman stitching the video. And I talked about it in a get ready with me. She basically went down the line of saying that I was a prime example of a stay-at-home mom and what that does to our culture because it, like, in some way stunts the growth. I'm emotionally immature. I speak like her middle schooler. No, no one in the real world talks like me. I talking about like obsessing over my besties and my nails, like that is not a mature thing to do. And I thought, well, I won't say what I thought first. Okay. Cause I was like, really? Like, really? What, why does it matter to you? And just so you know, every one of my friends and I obsess over our nails. Some of my best friends who work quote unquote, big girl jobs, like big titles and the whole shebang have mental breakdowns in the middle of the week about their period and diarrhea. Okay. Like diarrheal issues is not a stay-at-home mom issue, okay? Like I guarantee you that the Queen of England had diarrhea, okay? All right? And she was like, what, like a matriarch? That's what they call them, matriarchs. So here's my point. So with that, I was like unbothered by it because I realized that this is what I tell myself when people do stuff. First off, I tell myself that it has as much power as I give it and that they are judging me based off of no information. And what else can I expect? It's a, it's a one minute video on social media. It's popping up on her for you page and it served the purpose that she had to share from her lens. Because what happened in that video was I triggered her because not because like, oh, I'm so triggering, but something about me triggered her in her from her previous experiences. And I didn't deep dive into her account. Um, I had a bunch of other people that sent me stuff and were like, Amanda, I just want you to know. But I was like, you guys, it's all good. We do not need to Nancy Drew this. I, we don't need to deep dive. It's all good. I'm so good. But I realized like looking just in 30 seconds, I scanned and I thought, no, okay. Her frame of reference has nothing to do with me. I can't change her narrative. So when the gal said, do you want to comment? And I said, no, I'm good, babe. Because there was not, there, the energy was not needed there. I didn't need to expand that energy. Not that she wasn't quote unquote worth it, but that topic, what my, my, I was not going to change her mind. 
I didn't need to go in the comments and write eight paragraphs about me having a corporate job and managing 50 people and XYZ. I could just merely educate in the next video since someone came on my page then and said, hey, did you have a real job before TikTok? Like not a real job. She said another job. She actually framed it, phrased it so lovingly that I was really very um, grateful because some people would be like, did you have a real job before TikTok? And I'm like, can you just say like, did you have another job or was there something else you did? And I think that's what she said. I think she said, did you do something before TikTok? Um, which I was, again, super grateful the way she phrased it and decided, you know, I'd share, you know, I started work when I was like 14, 15 and I've worked ever since then. And the only reason that I stopped quote unquote working a corporate job in 2020 was I got fired. I lost my job along with thousands of other people. There was no option. I was terrified. I lost my job and I cried. I had no idea. Blake, of course, being Blake, he's like, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. And then you guys came alongside and this community was born and I will forever be indebted. And however long our community goes, it, I'm just grateful for it. Right. Um, even though it is truthfully like being an actress in Los Angeles, (laughs) some days it do be rough out here, but it's okay. It's okay. But my point was, was this lends me to that baseline that so often in female culture, and I'll say just like mom culture, we fight amongst ourselves, right? You know, last week, and again, I consider myself a stay-at-home mom who is an independent contractor, okay? Um, I'll take the job when it comes, okay? Like as long as I believe in it, like absolutely. But for the most part, my main gig is to function as running the house and the kids and their lives and activities and all that jazz, right? Which literally takes a lot of energy and mind because it's three people's schedules and I can barely keep mine straight. But my point being is that so often there's this fight amongst ourselves, right? And last week I got caught up with something I was doing at home and I looked at the clock and I thought, oh, crud balls. I'm supposed to be picking up the tiny queen right now. She stayed late at school today to do an activity after, and I am not there. So I quickly called one of the other moms that I know that I'm friends with who has a, you know, a big girl job is what I call them. (laughs) I hope no one's getting offended by how I refer to this. You guys, we all have value is what I'm getting at here. So just bear with me, but I call them big girl jobs. Okay. Cause that's, I just think it's cute. Um, and so she, she has a job besides her tiny human. And I said, oh my gosh, can you please grab her for me or say that? She literally was like, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I don't mind at all. Of course I will. Yes. And we banded together in that moment. And when someone calls me and they say, hey, Amanda, I need X, Y, Z. My first question is not like, well, are you, did you make time for this in your schedule? As a working mom, you should have planned this. As a stay-at-home mom, you have a ton of free time, quote unquote, is the belief, right? No. When we band together, we're better together. We're all in this together. Bum, bum, bum. But here's what we get distracted with. We look at each other and we're like, oh, they have kids. It sucks. Uh, I heard kids are like, the Kids are awful. I heard it's terrible. And I mean, that again has a lot to do with what people post up because what's happened is so often we went feeling unheard as if something had to be so Instagram perfect in mom world, right? Matching, wonderful, joyful, amazing, best thing that ever happened. Like, don't even worry about after you give birth, you're bleeding for six weeks after. Like, and people are like, wait, what? And you're like, yeah, and stretch marks. Like, come with who? But that part wasn't shared. 
So what has happened is now we've shared that hard, right? Which is good because that builds empathy for one another because we've all had a shared experience, right? We've all gone through something. Now, granted, not everything is the same, but we've had this similar shared experience that we can empathize with one another. That word empathy, when we feel something for other people without needing to compare it to ourselves and say how, how much greater ours was, right? But instead, it's scared people. Now, again, don't hear what I'm not saying. If you don't want to have tiny people, you do not need to have tiny people. I do not think you're going to live your whole life unfulfilled. For me as a human, it has fulfilled me. That is my frame of reference, my experience, what it has done for me. It is the greatest thing on the face of this earth that I have ever done. But what is hard is when there is this baseline out there that I am just learning about that's coming to me and saying, ew, oh God, kids, it's horrible. I hear it's terrible. They're always screaming. They're always crying. And I'm like, and I've said this before, our dogs literally have so many issues some days. They're knocking over stuff. They're shedding. They're pooping. They're vomiting. Like, And this, again, it's not every day, but it happens. And if every single time, because every dog account is so cute, right? Every dog makes you, every dog account makes you want a dog. Like, are you kidding me? They are so fluffy and cute and like animal accounts are so cute. But if you showed a dog literally copping a squat on a couch and like diarying on it and then barfing out in a yard and then ripping up your favorite shoes, would you want to buy a dog? And no, I'm not comparing children to dogs. What I'm saying is if that is what you constantly fed as the topic of conversation, no one would be buying a dog and the shelters would be full. Okay. Because people will be like, oh, God, I heard owning a dog is like hell. I heard it's terrible. You have to walk it at 5 a.m. It needs to be walked every day. You got to buy it food. It has to get shots. And the thing is, is that it becomes this fight amongst yourself. So it's the double income, no kid dinks, which I actually think is super clever, against the people that have kids who are like, yeah, well, we're double income and we've wanted kids. And they're like, well, we don't want kids because we're going to travel. And they're like, well, when our kids are grown, you're going to be in an old folks home and we're going to be traveling the world with our 401k and all the money we saved in taxes for claiming children. Like, you guys, it's so insane to me. Instead of just being like, wow, look at us. We're humans on this planet floating in space. And this matters because while we're here, we can make each other's shared experience so much better. I don't have to agree with you. I don't know what I would do. I can't tell you the amount of times that having the tiny queens in my life have saved my life. Do you know what it was like when I lost my brother? If I had not had tiny people to get up for every day and still see the beauty in life, that period would have been really dark. And no. For those that think it, I'm not saying that that created some type of codependency. No, it gave me something to realize that even in the really sucky times, there's beauty. Just like people who might not have children who are going through a hard time and have a really awesome friend or a really awesome dog or cat that comes alongside them to make them feel loved and valued. What I'm saying is, is there's no need to fight amongst ourselves to basically dick measure Okay, because that's what I call it. I call it measuring, okay? When you you pull it out and you go, well, mine's bigger. Well, mine's longer. Well, mine's this. What are you doing? Why? Why? Why can't someone look, and again, even I am guilty of this because my bestie and I were talking about this very situation and she's like, yeah, well, we're guilty too. And I was like, I know, heck yeah. We watch a Real Housewives episode and I'm like, well, if I had blah, 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 blah. And then we're like, stop being such an a-hole. 
Now, yeah, you're going to do that with your besties because some of the stuff you're like, this is outlandish. I'm not getting on a private jet and flying to Cabo, okay? But like, do I secretly think it's kind of cool and I would want to go on a private PJ? Like, yeah, that's cool. But like, does that mean I need to chat on someone else for it? No. Does that mean I need to look at a working mom and say, oh man, are you just missing every life's moment? And do I need to look at a stay-at-home mom and go, wow, what are you going to do when the kids are in school full day? Are you like going to get a, like a real job? Why are we so consumed with placing value on what other people do to give ourselves value? Hear that again. Why are we so concerned with putting value on what other people do, placing value on that to give ourselves value? We all do it. We're all guilty, right? Everyone's guilty of having Julie jealousy around. Okay. Again, sorry to any Julies. But what you do with her when she rears her little snotty head matters. The emotion itself is not wrong. How you treat others with it is. There is a very right and wrong way to treat people, whether or not you agree with them. There is a right way to say something. Okay. I saw this thing the other day and it had this broken egg and it was like, I wasn't my egg. Someone tripped me. I broke the egg. Was like checked like, yeah, just say it. And I do it all the time with Blake. And he always tries to help me with this because this is something that I'm guilty of. He will be in a conversation and I'll have done something. Um, whether it's like I said, like, ugh, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay. Say I said I was going to put something away, right? Okay. I was going to like put something away or move it or something. And I've been saying I would do it for days and days and days. And he comes and he's like, hey, I really was hoping that we could get that done. And I'm like, well, I had well, there was a reason that I did it. And it's like, no, just like say like, okay, hey, I know I've been busy this week. I didn't get to it. Sorry. No, oh, excuse me. I burped. But just, just say it. Oh, the episode's going to cut me off. Okay, you guys, hold on. But just say that you, you did it. Just Amanda, just admit it. And I'm like, well, no, 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 no. No, I have to prove that I really, I wanted to, because it's, it's going to be reflective of me. And then I'm not going to be as good as I think I am. And then I'm just going to be horrible and worthless. And, and then it spirals. Okay. That's like my, that's my thing. Okay. I don't like to admit that I dropped the ball or I did something, not because I want to be right, but because then I think that it devalues who, who I am to that person, even though that person has never made me feel that way. See, this fighting amongst ourselves, this comparison trap we get caught in, we all get caught in it, right? Because we view things through the lens of what we have experienced life. It was really sweet this week. I got this DM from this adorable human being who was like, hey, look, I don't actually think I want kids, but watching one of your videos for the first time ever, I thought maybe if I did, I couldn't damage them like my parents did me. And when I read DMs like that, you guys, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I think the fact that you thought that about yourself, one, you are nothing like them if they hurt you. Okay. First off. Two, the fact that you had that thought, like, I don't want to do this to somebody else means you're amazing. Whether or not you have kids. It means that you have empathy beyond. It means that you care for others. It means that you are destined to be such a wonderful person to someone. Whether or not that is a parental figure. Maybe you're a cool aunt. Maybe you're not an aunt at all. Maybe you're an awesome neighbor, okay? But the fact that that crossed your mind, it says something. 
being a mom is the greatest thing I will have ever done because there is nothing like coming home after a day when you feel beat up by the world and people looking at you like you hang it. It sounds very egotistical and selfish when you say it, but the beauty in someone just asking you to lay with them at night. And let me tell you guys, there are nights I'm tired and I don't do it. And I always, always regret it. And I'm mad at myself, but when I do it, And I lay with them when they fall asleep, which is actually a lot lately because I just feel like time is moving so quick. I feel so honored that someone wanted to fall asleep with me by their side. See, because when I see being a parent, there are absolute struggles that come with it and there are seasons. And when the three tiny queens were little, I thought that I was drowning every day. My God, I was just tired And I felt confused on like, who was I? What was I? What mom did I fall into? What group? Like, what what, what I say is a person, right? There's a lot of existential crisis going on. But the simple fact that I came to is that what I love most about being a mom is I'm someone's home. And I don't mean a structure. I am someone's safe place. I am the person that has band-aids for you. I am the person that if you have a tummy ache is going to want to fix it. I am the person that's going to have to watch you navigate life and get hurt and it's going to wound me, but you're going to, you're going to come to me because you're going to feel safe and I'm not always going to get it right. And that is a lot of the reason it breaks my heart. I'm going to get things wrong, but I'll be the person that teaches you it's okay to apologize. I will be the person that shows you that just because someone's older than you doesn't mean they know everything. I am the person that will let you ask any question and tell you that the only question that's stupid is the one you don't ask because you never know. See, being a mom to me is not just about what it means. And yes, it is a financial decision. Yes. Okay. I learned that the hard way when I thought everyone could just be a stay-at-home mom. And Blake looked at me after London was born and goes, absolutely not. Financially, you have to be bringing in some type of finances. And even now, as a couple, and I know it's very taboo to talk about, me doing the job that I do, I could not if I was not in some way making money or having brand deals on occasion. It would not work. It, it just wouldn't. And so when I think of everything that's going on in this little video that popped off and everybody in the comments fighting, well, kids this and no kids that. And this, I think, you guys, that's not the That's not the point. The point of this life is not to look at each other and tell each other what we're not valuing up or what we're missing. The point is to ask questions and see similarities. It's so cute. Paige comes home with these little things every week because they're putting quote unquote tools in their toolbox. And I love it because I, before their school started doing this, have used tools and tools box as an example for the girls. So Paige just really was filling herself when they rolled this out. And she's like, oh, I know it was not the same thing. It's a different type of toolbox. But she's like, oh, I know exactly. I know exactly what the tools in the toolbox are. Like we have this and, the, and they're like, well, that's great, Paige. It's not quite what we're talking about. But yeah, we love that you have tools in your toolbox. And I think a lot of times we forget that tool of empathy, right? She's dusty in the back door sometimes because we get upset. And I'm, I do it too. I get triggered by stuff. Well, if you only knew, well, you, you, no. Like 
if we can learn to see each other, and I'm going to use the working mom, stay-at-home mom as an example here, so nobody be annoyed with me on this, but if we could look at the stay-at-home mom and not say, wow, it must be nice to just go home and have to do laundry and nothing else all day. And we could look at the working mom and not say, oh, it must be nice to go to an office and get to go out to lunch and eat in peace and get ready every day. But why? Why do we have to do that? We don't. We do not. What if instead we worked together? Right? Like what if instead we asked how we could come alongside one another? And I know this sounds super kumbaya, you guys, but I don't like this idea of a double income, no kids dinks, which again, super cool acronym, like very cool. Um, Literally starting because we already have enough comparisons as it goes. Like from when kids are little, the minute, and I've talked about this before, the minute you're pregnant. It's like, oh, well, you're measuring behind, you're measuring this, you're measuring that. They're born. They're a little behind the curve here. Oh, they're at this percentile over here. And then it's like, oh, you had kids. Oh, you didn't have kids. Oh, well, wait till you're unfulfilled in an old folks home. Well, wait till I'm fulfilled and traveling and my kids are all grown. Like, why? Because the truth is, is that if we looked at the person in the mirror and we assessed why we were doing that and we turned the finger towards ourselves and we said, hey, look, what's going on in your life that makes you so triggered by them? Because I'll tell you, when I'm triggered by stuff, it's usually something that I've been through, something that I feel devalued on. I'm either really tired, I've had a really terrible week, and I see someone else and I use that as my outlet. I make it, I make myself feel better, right? And I try to be very self-aware of this, by the way, but nobody's perfect. I, in my mind, make myself feel better by looking at someone else and going, oh, well, at least X, Y, Z. At least X, Y, Z this. And it's like, but why are you doing that? What's unmet with you? What is your unmet need right now? Because what that is, is that's what happens with our tiny people when someone gets a sucker and they don't and they start having an absolute meltdown, right? You can call that, they feel their need is unmet. They want the sucker too. Not everybody gets a sucker. We learn that, right? But what can we do in that moment? Instead of looking at other people, can we cheer each other on? Can we say, hey, right now my season might suck but eventually it's going to be better. I don't know if any of that made sense, but it was really on my heart to share. Because what breaks my heart as a mom of three little tiny queens is seeing grown women not act like queens and treat one another poorly. You can have the emotion, but what will you do with it matters. How we show up for each other matters. And if you're going to go out there and you're going to say that you are about women, that you better... If you're going to say here about women, then you better put your money where your mouth is. You better show up for them. And I'm talking to myself, preaching to myself. You guys, I hope that you know everything that I shared was in love. And this message is needed, not just for you, not just for the world, but I feel like this message is needed for me too. Because the comparison trap has been ugly this week. It has been ugly. And I stopped myself the other day while I was scrolling and I said, why are you so pressed? Because you're feeling down on yourself does not mean that you don't need to go cheer someone on. So I told that a little emotion because she stayed inside, right? I didn't let her out. She stayed inside. I said, you need to get yourself in check, ma'am, because you're acting redonkulous right now. You're acting ridiculous. You need to get it together. And we got it together. But that is all I'm going to share with you today. I just want to remind you 
that what we feed ourselves in our brains, what we tell ourselves is just as important as what we put in our bodies. How we treat each other matters. What we say to each other matters. And more is caught than taught with tiny people. And again, we're not going to get it right all the time. But it's never too late to course correct. And I do that multiple times a day because we're always learning. So if someone hasn't told you lately, you are loved, you are valued, you have exponential and limitless potential. I love you. You are needed. And I am beyond happy that you are here. Thank you for making this wonderful little thing that I call my life possible. I will forever be indebted to the kindness and the love that you guys show me so often. And I hope to give a fraction of that back to you with the things that I share. All right. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day.